From the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Why wouldn't you want to be dancing today? It's opening day for Major League Baseball. The Masters begins. That alone right there should give you inspiration to shake your groove thing. Good morning. Hopefully, in the next few hours, we'll give you plenty to shake your groove thing about as well. I'm the big, bald, beautiful one, Raymond Parch III, better known as RP3. I'm joined in the game studios by the chipper, producer extraordinaire, beaming with positivity. Won't have a negative thing to say today. You know why? Because Louisiana Tech lost last night, and she's happy about it. The one and only, head of five names. Good morning. <laughs> Anytime, anytime Louisiana Tech loses is a good day for you. Oh, yeah. This for is sure. factual. This is factual. There for is. sure. <laughs> we got a lot to get to today. Obviously, Major League Baseball opening day. Masters, first round action. We'll give you updates throughout this morning's show on that as they'll tee off from Augusta this morning. And of course, a busy night on the diamond as well. McNeese, Raging Cajuns, baseball, softball. We'll get to all that. And LSU held its pro day yesterday. Derek Stingley balled out in a big way. He probably just helped his draft stock going from outside the top 10 or right borderline top 10 pick to maybe even a top five pick. We'll get to all of that. We'll take your phone calls as well. Game hotline is open. 337 That's 337-706-0111. And we do have a poll question of the day. It's already up and running. It's very simple. Straightforward. No must, no fuss type of poll question. Right? Do you treat opening day as a holiday? Talking to the baseball fans out there my baseball guys and gals, do you treat today as an unofficial holiday? Is this the day where you call in sick to work? You have an emergency that needs to be taken care of when really you don't. You just want to watch your team play on opening day. Go vote on the poll question of the day. Yes or no, leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter as well. 
five names as a lifelong baseball fan that you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think foot needs to take off for today. I think foot needs to take off tomorrow. Because Astros play late. Yes. Late first pitch tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Past 8 o'clock. How many? Now, he'll stay <laughs> He'll stay up for the whole thing, by the way. Yeah, well. He'll drag tomorrow morning. But our guy, Footsie, will be up all night. It'd be even worse, though, if they lose, too. Oh, stay up all night late and watch the game, and then they lose. Oh, it's going to be a bad day tomorrow if that happens. <laughs> I am not thrilled. <laughs> Come on, five names. You're not thrilled? If they mm. lose, no, I will not be thrilled. Can I call them tomorrow if they don't win? Yeah, he... I would love to do that. He won't be great. Um... <laughs> it's a long season. Lots of peaks and valleys during a baseball season. And sometimes foot's even angry after a win. Yeah. And then you'll You didn't catch that ball. <laughs> you could have won an inning sooner. It's a great impression, I think. That was a pretty good foot impression right there. Yes, yes. So opening day. That's our poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball's opening day an unofficial holiday for you? Yes or no? Go vote on the bad boy poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. Okay? Just make sure you keep it clean for the kid, kids. The kids? The kids? What's kib a kib? Kids. What's a kib? <laughs> I feel like that's what something. What could be a kib? I don't know. <laughs> I did go yesterday, and I was like, I was feeling really into my team for Major League Baseball. So Seattle made, Mariner I, fan. Yeah. There we go. Julio, it's a J Rod show, bro. Um, I don't know anything that you just said. The J Rod show. Julio Rodriguez. He's a new player for the Major League for the Mariners. He was like just yes, yes. yes. I know who he is. I don't know why you did. How you referenced him the way that you did. He's from, the, Dom- I- He's from the Dominican Republic, and his accent is beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, whoa, Kenneth, watch out. But people were looking on the simulcast. I did change my background. Oh. And it now says the Mariners with little little faded baseball guys sitting in the bat. There it is. There it is. You're welcome. I ever needed to see that. Great job. Great Took job. Me about five 30 minutes. <laughs> Because I didn't realize I had to be a certain, like, size to begin with. So then I had to find that you have, like, a, there's, like, an iPhone setting on Canva. So I had to go to the iPhone setting. It's fun. It's beautiful. Glad you're excited. I am. Glad you're excited. So Kenneth's going to take you to your first MLB game. Yes. It's an Astros game later this month. Yes. Or 23rd. The 23rd. So you're going to go do that, but that's not against the Mariners. No. So it's my responsibility. I'm still allowed to take you to go see the Mariners when they come later in the summer and play in Houston. Yes. Okay. All right. There we go. So, you know, Kenneth will take you to your first MLB game. Fiance, soon-to-be husband. Makes sense. It's a special moment you guys can share. But then we could take you, and when I say we, probably a few other of us here, and we can make it a let's go see Hannah, get to see her team in person game. Yes. All right. All because he couldn't find UFC tickets, and so he found that. <laughs> what? what so. Time out? Time out now? Yeah. 
He said, I was looking for USC tickets, and then I couldn't find any, but then I found ones with the Astros, and I was like, hey, let's go. So we, like, I literally came out the bathroom and was like, hey, can we go to an Astros game? And I was like, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, hey. That's, that's a whole trip he gets to drive the whole time. Ooh, I'm excited. Y'all not spending the night in Houston? No. I would love to, but it does cost money. This is this is correct. <laughs> yes, these things, these these excursions cost money. So Tickets, we did, we did gas, just put, like, hotel. You know, six thousand dollars on a wedding. You know, no big deal. I, look, if you're spending that much on a wedding, I'm sure you just got money laying around <laughs> for Astros. You know, an Astros weekend. Oh yeah, it wasn't that my mom said mom sent me that money first, and then I sent it out. So I got to watch all that money come of my account and then just leave. Just like, watch it leave. Bye. Oh, there. Uh, oh, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, as you get closer and closer to the wedding, that's going to be more and more the case. By the way. Oh yeah. I hope you're ready for that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was looked at making coasters as like party favors people to take with them, and just the coasters alone was a little bit of money. Oh, nice. Let's get to some action last night on the Diamond. It was a good night if you're a Raging Cajun and a McNeese Cowboy baseball fan. Cajuns were humbled, had walked 10 batters, which led to five runs and a loss the night before in Ruston against Louisiana Tech, the old rival. And last night, they wanted to even the series. Couldn't. You can't drop two games to the Tech. Right, you can't drop two games to the Bulldog slash Lady Texters. But the Cajuns, oh man, they found themselves in trouble early in this ball game. You saw some Cajun fans starting to go ah, little. There's some anger early on in this ball game, but credit Cooper Rawls, he came in for relief and was absolutely dominant for the Raging Cajuns. Struck out 12 batters in seven and two-third innings in relief. In relief. Seven and two-thirds innings in relief. Struck out 12 as the Cajuns were able to rally on the road, taking down Louisiana Tech 8-6 to six at the Love Shack on Wednesday night. The Cajuns now split the season series with the Bulldogs, improved to 15-14 and 14 overall as they gear up for that three-game set at Arkansas State this coming weekend. This is a big deal for them. Look, when you're a team still trying to find your identity and you have flaws, as the Cajuns do, the pitching is a question mark. And the timely hits have been an issue. It's been inconsistent. After dropping a game to Louisiana Tech, who is a good team, Hannah Five names may hate everything associated with the university, but the baseball team is a good team. They're a quality team, more than likely going to be playing in a regional. You can't drop back-to-back games to that team. That kills any momentum you have. So you get some of it back. You get a great, I mean, just magnificent performance out of Cooper who is dominant on the bump for you. You rally, you take down your old rival, you're feeling good about yourself, and then you get on the bus and you head up to Jonesboro, Arkansas, 
and then you go up there and you take care of business. It's harder if they would have lost that game. Losing back-to-back, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anyone tells you. The coaches, are, oh, we don't pay attention to that. We It's a new day. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's coach speak. Your team, the coach may feel that way, but the team is filled with 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds. They lose back-to-back games to an in-state opponent, an old rival. They're going to feel down. And that mental part of it does carry on and does have a carryover effect. So it's a great thing if you're a Raging Cajun baseball fan that the team was able to figure it out, rally, take down Tech. Shout out to Cooper Rawls for being absolutely phenomenal. 12 strikeouts once again in seven and two-third innings. As the Cajuns get above 500, avoid being swept by Tech, and now go on the road for a Sunbelt Conference Series, which they're hoping to win. They should win. But that wasn't the only success on the diamond last night. The McNeese baseball team defeated Prairie View A&M 7-2 at Joe Miller Ballpark at the Big Joe. It was the 50th win against Prairie View A&M in 51 tries. So, it's a bit of a one-sided series. Justin Hill's team got contributions from multiple players. Cade Hunter led the Cowboys with three hits and three runs batted in. Braden Duhon added three more hits as well. And Cade Morris, he teed off on a pitch. Home run. McNeese now will travel, just like the Cajuns, will now travel for a key Southland Conference series against UNO. Once again, we talked about it early in the week. McNeese is in the middle of the pack right there. In the, you know, towards the top, but in the middle of the standings. It's still early in the season in conference play, and the Southland Conference is wide open. So you get the tune up game, the midweek game, a game that you should have won easily, and they did. You're just coming off a weekend series victory, got the midweek win, and now Justin Hill's team can go down to UNO, and they're going to be scrappy. UNO traditionally always has a good baseball program, and the Cowboys can take on the Privateers. What a great, it's a great name matchup, by the way. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of teams that mascots are not animals. I've always been a fan of that. What about their food? I'm sorry? With their food. Oh, now we're talking minor league baseball. I mean, are the Cajuns, I think they're just pepper. But Cajuns is not Existence. Cajuns are people. I understand, but right now I'm the pepper. Right now the Raging Cajuns don't do not have a mascot. Yeah, they want to bring out Cayenne. Cayenne's dead. Cayenne was putting some salsa. <laughs> Both of us are trying to lose weight and you're talking about salsa <laughs> at six twenty in the morning. Thanks, five names. Hey, my burrito I had last night was pretty healthy stuff except for i think the actual tortilla actually ground meat healthy why Jeez, are you talking about healthy. food at six twenty in the morning is my because i can fair point you are the producer <laughs> and you control this whole show i do what i want yeah we we, and we my... notice and so kenneth says the same thing so <laughs> cajuns cowboys anyway. both win last night Looking to build some momentum heading into their 
conference weekend series games on the road. Cajuns once again up in Jonesboro to take on Arkansas State. The Cowboys are on the road down at UNO to take on the Privateers. There was also another thrilling game last night on the Diamond over in Lake Chuck. Raging Cajuns versus the Cowgirls. Softball action. They needed 13 innings to get it in. Cowgirls came out on top. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You know how some fellas don't care how they look? I mean, a few of you are rocking sweatpants that haven't been washed in days. Ew. Not to worry, my dear unkempt friend. RP3 and company is a judgment-free zone. Hell, sometimes these guys don't even wear pants. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants. Now back to the hopefully fully clothed RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Happy opening day. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a opening day guy all day long. <laughs> I was happy. going to wear <laughs> my new new quarter zip Braves World Series champion long sleeve, but like a dummy. Chose his representation instead. Well, no, like a dummy, I forgot to wash it because it's brand new. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's it's brand new, so it's still in the plastic. So I'll get that I'll get that done today. I was going to start like just stop at half at happy, and I was like, okay, it's weird just to say the word happy by itself. <laughs> and it kept going. <laughs> the pause was just too much to go in. That's what was going on. That's uh that's a weird way to saying happy, Raymond. That's that's <laughs> what are you what are you doing? What's Wh- going on? Why are you being weird? Stop being weird. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball opening day an unofficial holiday for you? Right now, fifty seven percent of you say yes, forty three percent say no. JPK the OD, nope. Only twenty one days, thirteen hours and three minutes till the NFL draft and LP one is on the clock for disappointment. <laughs> This man says no against baseball and <laughs> no. throws shade against Lewis Prejean. Yeah. Lewis is not even here to defend himself. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Todd it's not on like you're listening, so. Todd on Twitter. Yeah. yeah L- L- Lewis is up <laughs> this early on the West Coast listening to us, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Todd on Twitter says, I've been saying for over 30 years now that it needs to be a national holiday, but since people are more into football now, my pleas fall on deaf ears. Not my ears, Todd. Not my ears. Don't worry. Bray has got you. Oh, there's my guy. Cajun Packers come in. The world champion Atlanta Braves are ready to defend their trophy. Go Braves! Yes! Tad says, listen, we're back, baby. Even though my Dodgers don't play today, I'm still taking a half day to watch the rest. Congrats to Hannah Five Names and Julio Rodriguez making the M's roster. 
some encouragement for a Dodgers fan, I'm going to allow it. Typically, Dodger fans are just just obnoxious. Uh, they're not Boston Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. but they're getting close. Oh. They're getting close. But Tad says, you know what? Five names. Congrats. Thank you. He's giving you some support for you embracing baseball. So I'm here for it. I'll allow it. And Brody says, I'm going to hold out from watching baseball till after the Masters. Brody, I can respect that decision. Because the, the Masters is special. Yeah. So we get opening day and the Masters the same day. First round of the Masters and opening day. What? Opening weekend, Masters weekend. What a great weekend. I have other obligations, which means I will make sure Saturday there's a family reunion involved with my wife's family. I will make sure to have my phone fully charged and on me to be checking in on things. <laughs> Sorry, family. It's the wrong weekend to have a reunion. <laughs> yeah. Terrible weekend. Raymond, 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 how's it going over at the sports talk station? Oh, it's great. We're doing fantastic. I got. Um, I'm actually checking on something right now for the station. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Do you know also? What? The fresh cut. I did see that. Opening day. That's what it was for. I always get. I make sure. For opening day, fresh cut. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Mine's, just, mine's tomorrow, so if I wear makeup and stuff, <laughs> I look extra, I look extra pretty like you did. Oh, thank you, and you just called me pretty. That's we'll have a conversation about that <laughs> later. Let's talk about Raging Cajuns softball versus McNeese. A hell of a ball game last night in Lake Chuck. Thirteen innings it took. And McNeese found a way to win the game, to pull out the victory. Their 10th straight, by the way. They had issues earlier in the year. I'm thinking Coach Lance Renault has figured out his team, and his team's figured it out. They've won 10 straight now with last night's 6-5 victory in 13 innings. And credit McNeese here because you, you could fault Jerry Glasgow's team, the Raging Cajuns, for blowing it on the road but let's give credit to McNeese because there was not one but two two out rallies in this game that's how McNeese won down to two outs down to their last out and they were able to rally both times to win this game that's phenomenal that shows you some toughness some grits about this team and about what they're doing and look UL led this ball game three to one in the sixth inning after Carly Heath's two out double. And you're like, okay. And you thought that would be enough for Megan Schwarman to go out there because she had retired the Cowgirls on order the second, third, fourth, and fifth inning. But in the bottom of the sixth, McNeese took advantage. Eventually stringing together back-to-back two-out hits that resulted in a run crossing the plate. From there, the teams played all three all-stalemate into the 11th inning. Neither team could get an advantage. Neither team could get runners home. They stranded runners. Both teams did. But then the Cajuns looked like they had taken advantage again there in the 11th. 
Kramer Shetty lifted a two-run single for a 5-3 lead. And you're like, hey, you, two runs. That's a two. Yeah, you just took a two-run advantage in the 11th inning. Benice, though, who improved to 22-14 and 14 with the win last night, had no issue. They responded yet again, this time with two outs again. Kendall Talley, you remember her. She used to play for the Raging Cajuns. Delivered an RBI double and later scored on an errant throw on a dropped third strike. Ooh, that's brutal. Brutal. Just brutal. A dropped third strike, which means the strikeout happens, but the catcher drops the ball and is unable to get the player out at first. That's a tough one. That's going to be a tough one to swallow. Just is. So they tied up in the 11th, five all. In the 13th, the Cajuns get their leadoff hitter on, but unable to plate the run, unable to do it. McNeese, meanwhile, in the bottom of the frame, gets their first two batters on. Then the Cajuns intentionally walk the third batter to set up the double play or to set up the force out, make it easier. That's the, that's, that's the play. All right, I got runners on first and second. I'm going to intentionally walk this person, load up the bases. That way I have a plate to plate or I have a double play ball. But Marino comes in, hits an infield grounder. But however, the throw home was high. Another mental miscue by the Cajuns. McNeese takes advantage. Game-winning run scores. And there you go. Cajuns will now try to get back on track. They're 23-10 overall. They return home for a three-game set at Lamson Park against Troy, who, by the way, is pretty good. They're 22-10. McNeese will gear up as well for a Southland Conference weekend series. Yeah. Do you like my singing? Um. No. Southeastern Louisiana. Sure. <laughs> they host Southeastern Louisiana for three games set there in Lake Charles over the weekend. So, hell of a game. Someone had to win it. Someone had to lose it. But credit McNeese. Twice with two outs. They were down to their final out. They found a way to extend the game, not once but twice, and then end up pulling out the win in the bottom of the 13th inning. We got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll talk Major League Baseball opening day. Talk a little Houston Astros with our guy, lifelong baseball fan as well, John Marques, the award-winning columnist from the town. Talk will join us live next. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru, oof, and I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced <laughs> last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. 
Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and Company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. And look, you'll be here in no time. Not only the summer, but right after that football season. And you love to entertain at your house, don't you? You love to put on a show, have that outside area, ooh, your entertaining space, your man cave, whatever it might be. You want it to look nice. You want it to look sharp. You want to show off a little bit for everyone that's going to come over for the big game in the fall. Well, you know what? Lafayette Marble and Granite can help transform your outdoor space, your man cave area, into an entertainment venue. That's right. That's who you need to go see. My friends over at Lafayette Marble and Granite. Go visit their website, LMG. Elite.com to learn more about all the sensational services and what great products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit LMGElite.com or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City, Ford, and the Jockey Lot. It's Lafayette Marble and Granite. They're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Do you treat Major League Baseball opening day as an unofficial holiday yes or no leave your comments on facebook and twitter as well right now we're going to talk about major league baseball opening day with the award-winning columnist of the town talk and the TownTalk.com. it's our good friend john marquez john good morning to you happy opening day my friend thank you a few days late but hey it's here it is it is a few days late but we're still going to get a full season bud so let's start there how good does it feel as a baseball guy, as a baseball fan, just to get to the point where we're here, we're having opening day, and we're going to have what appears to be a full schedule of games. It's sort of shocking. Um, it's actually nice to have something to compete against the opening day of the Masters, which I often think is overrated. Yes, I said that. Um, so, yeah, it's nice not to have it overshadow the Final Four for a change. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um Lots of intrigue um, to see what happens. A lot of um, key off-season moves that um, will they have any impact on teams that finish first or we're going to see the status quo. So, yeah, it's a uh, very interesting season upcoming for sure. All right, let's start with the Astros. Look, uh, they get Justin Verlander back from injury. But Lance McCullers Jr. more than likely is going to miss the majority of the season. So, once again, we're looking at the Astros without a full healthy rotation or what we expected the rotation to be, rather. And Carlos Correa left in free agency to go sign with the Twins. But yet, many are still picking the Strohs to win not only the AL West, but obviously the AL again. Uh, do you feel the Astros are that strong? Um, I do think they should win the West. I mean, let's face it, it, the Angels are the Angels. The A's have basically gone from being a contender to basically a double-A team in the last two to three weeks. 
Um, so you have the Mariners. Um, you know, you look at their line, the Astros lineup, it's still pretty potent when you have Gurriel, Altuve, Bregman, um, Michael Brantley, maybe the most underrated player in baseball. You had Kyle Tucker. Um, pretty decent lineup still. And the Astros have been high on Jeremy Pena. Uh, Dusty Baker's been high on them. They did not go out and sign Carlos Correa's replacement through free agency like many thought they would. So they, they like, they like, they see something in Pena that they like and they want to see how he develops. So, you know, the key is going to be, um, what are you going to get out of the starting rotation? Um, you know, the starting rotation did a, pretty good job last year even without Justin Verlander um you get him back but you know he's not the opening day starter Valdez is so it's you know it's just um you know pitching is always going to be the key especially when you get to the postseason and you know if they can make it to the postseason which I think they will and you have Justin Verlander who has made it through the season and now you bring back Lance McCullers for the postseason, does that give the Astros an added boost? You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And let's also note that they haven't been afraid to make uh, trading deadline moves. So maybe they see something. They, they you know, they strike and make a trade here in uh, July before the deadline. So we'll see. You know, there's so much paid attention, especially in the AL West, to the Strohs. Or if obviously the Angels, the Angels get a lot of ink written about them, even though they're mediocre, but they have two generational talents. I don't understand how that works. Um, but who do you think could be the surprise team in the AL West? Could it be the Seattle Mariners? It's going to be Hannah's team. I mean, that if you look at it, they've made some moves. They've, uh, you know, but they've always been so inconsistent um they'll play great for spells and then they you think they're gonna make a challenge and then they fall off as you know august rolls around um if i had to bet on one team to to push the astros it would have to be the mariners i mean we've seen the angels the angels are who we think they are a lot of publicity and don't expect much out of them and like i said you know every year you have the no-name oakland age challenging but They've gotten rid of all their good players um, in the last couple of weeks. So by attrition, it would be the Mariners, and maybe this is the year that they push forward. Yeah, I saw an interesting stat that the payroll for the Oakland A's during their World Series run back in the day in the late 80s, early 90s, was $32 million. And I think this year's just 38 It's the same amount. <laughs> I mean, so, and those teams had <clears throat> Dave Stewart – Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire. Dennis Eckersley. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same payroll they had back then is what they still have right now. So, yeah, that, that's a, that's an ownership group that's committed to winning. We're talking with John Marquez of the Town Talk on the TownTalk.com. All right, let's look a little bit wider in the American League. Here's some teams that intrigue you, John, just as a baseball fan, to see what they're going to do this season in the American League. Um. I'm interested for selfish reasons to see what the Twins do with Carlos Correa. Did he basically sign a new contract in Siberia? We'll have to wait and see on that. But to me, the interesting is going. To, interesting thing I'm looking at is what's going to happen to AL East. Is this the year the Blue Jays do they push through? When you look at having Vladimir Guerrero and Bichette, can George Springer 
play at least half the games? Will he not miss all of April and May and June like he did last year? Um, would, is this the year they win the AL East, or are we going to turn around? You know, be in September and there's there's Tampa Bay back on top of the, the AL East standings like they did last year, and you know who that leaves out? The Yankees, the Red Sox. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens out of that. Uh, out of that division, like always, and I'm not going to lie to you, it'd be nice to see the Yankees finishing second or even third. Let's go to the National League. Braves are the defending World Series champions, but as we know, it's tough to repeat. It's even uh, difficult just to get back to a World Series to have an opportunity. They lost some guys in free agency, in particular Freddie Freeman, but they also were able to poach guys from elsewhere. Do you believe my Bravos have a chance to get back to the postseason and to make another run, John? They do because what people forget, what was so remarkable about them winning the World Series is they did it without arguably their best player, correct? That's correct. Acuna? Yes. And at some point he's going to come back. I mean, he blew out his knee, if I'm not mistaken. That's about a year recovery. So at some point he's going to come back. And if they can just keep things afloat, um, it's going to be tough to pick up where they left off last year. You look at how hot they got down the stretch. Um, will Freddie Freeman's absence be a huge distraction? Will it be a big void in leadership? That 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 remains to be seen. But they do have the talent. They are, you know, you know the Mets remind me of the East Coast version of the Angels. They make all these high price signings and then they flame out. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm not. Counting on the Mets to do much other than to generate maybe disappointing headlines. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, what will the Nationals do? What will the Phillies do with with Harper? You know, there's talent out there, but, yeah, I don't know if anybody is going to push the Braves when, when it gets down to August. What's the most intriguing division to you in the National League this season? It's got to be the West just with will the Giants be able to push the Dodgers like they did last year. The Giants actually, if I'm not mistaken, won the division. Will that happen again? You know, they sort of came out of nowhere. Um, The Dodgers have turned into the Yankees, um, just stockpiling free agent after free agent after free agent. Um, So we'll see what happens. And... um, Will the Milwaukee Brewers go under the radar? They're sort of a trendy pick to make it to the World Series. Will that happen? We'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, there is a model franchise in that division that usually does pretty well. Will the Cardinals bounce back? We'll have to wait and see. All right, bud. Give me your favorite opening day memory. Oof. You know, the only – my favorite memory will probably be the – um, only opening day I've ever attended. That was Craig Biggio's final year with the Astros. They uh, they actually opened at home. They're not having to go to the West Coast like this year. Um, they hosted the Pirates, and my brother was a Pirates fan, so we went over and watched uh, Craig Biggio get seated by the fans, and he actually ended up with a uh, pretty good game. So that was, that was pretty cool to watch. And finally, bud, our poll question of the day. Do you treat Major League Baseball opening day as a holiday? Do you do that yourself? 
No, because I am dressed and ready to head to work. So, but <laughs> I do have a TV in my office, so it might. <laughs> It might it might be on baseball. Oh uh, yeah, I've today. I've seen your office before, and I'm pretty sure that television is going to be on sometime uh, later. <laughs> it will be on sometime today. Of course, um, y'all have to stay up super late to see your Astros uh, play tonight because we we love having baseball games after eight thirty apparently. And apparently, we love scheduling baseball games in April in places where weather could affect them. Yeah, not 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 in dome stadiums and not in the south. Yay, yeah. <laughs> John, I appreciate your time, bud. Enjoy opening day, brother. And uh, talks Hannah into getting a Griffey jersey. She's a Mariner fan. She needs one. So, Ooh. Will do, brother. We'll talk to you next week, bud. Have a good weekend, Ray. See you. See you, bud. <laughs> yeah, I've seen John set up at his office. He'll be watching. <laughs> He'll be watching an opening day today. I can guarantee you that. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up hour number one. That's coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Hangout Music Fest is returning this summer to Gulf Shores in the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan the Stallion and Shaquille O'Neal as well. That's right. That's just a few of the artists that are going to be taking the stage there in the sandy shores of Gulf Shores. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to the 22nd in Gulf Shores. You can score your VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Let's check in on the poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball's opening day for you an unofficial holiday? Right now, 52% of you say no. 48% say yes. Let's get to some comments. Salty Steve has chimed in. I get interested in the MLB in August. By then, all the pretenders are weeded out and then push for the postseason starts. 162 to go. Hashtag go Yankees. I'm not going to hold it against Steve that he's a Yankees fan. I'm not going to hold it against him. I would hope he would watch more baseball, though. And not wait till August. Come on, Steve. Come on. We even got Hannah Five names cheering on a team. She's ready. She's got her schedule printed out. She can't wait. Come on. Come on. Come on, Steve. Come on. Let's watch. Let's take baby steps. Let's have you watch 20 games in the next couple of months. Huh? Let's just take some baby steps, bud. Baby steps for Steve. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. It is happy opening day, by the way. And the first round of the Masters. Got some weather issues down in Augusta. We'll give you an update coming up next hour. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
everything, do everything, do everything, gonna be alright this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Good morning. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Happy opening day to you and yours. It's also the start of the Masters, a tradition like none other. Hour number one, heavy baseball talk. Talked about Major League Baseball opening day. Talked about the season beginning. And the Houston Astros with John Marcase, the award-winning columnist from the Town Talk and thetowntalk.com. We also... Recap the night of action that was on the diamond. 13-inning affair between the McNeese Cowgirls and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. McNeese comes back twice with two out rallies. They survived. Down to their last out, not once but twice. Come back, keep forcing, keep extending the game. Then they win it in the bottom of the 13th. Some mental miscues in the field by the Cajuns. Cowgirls take advantage of it. They win. They build some momentum up, taking down their old I-10 rival as they welcome in southeastern Louisiana for a three-game set this coming weekend. The Cajuns, meanwhile, going to be upset with themselves. They let that one get away from them. They're going to have to dust themselves off as they welcome in Troy, a pretty good Troy team as well. They have 20-plus wins. Troy comes to town to Lamson Park for a three-game Sunbelt Series this weekend. So, epic 13-inning affair between Louisiana and McNeese on the diamond for softball. For baseball, both the Cajuns and the Cowboys were big winners last night. McNeese rolled up on poor Prairie View A&M. Had two players with three hits, another one with a home run as they crush the Panthers. And they set their sights now after winning their weekend series against Nichols. They win their midweek game. Justin Hill's team now is going to prepare for a big three-game series in Southland Conference play down at UNO. Because once again, it's early in the season, and the Southland Conference is wide open this year. UNO's right there with the McNeese in the standings. They're all bunched together right there. They could get some separation this weekend coming back from New Orleans. That's going to be the goal for the Cowboys as they take on the privateers down in New Orleans. The Cajuns baseball team, they needed the last night's win in a big way. The night before, 10 walks resulted in five runs. They lose to Louisiana Tech. They have to bounce back. They're down. They rally. And they get a sensational performance an absolute sensational performance in relief by Cooper Rawls. Seven and two-thirds innings of work. He strikes out 12, 
as he helps solidify things on the mound as the Cajuns rally for an 8-6 win over Louisiana Tech there at the Love Shack last night. They split the season series, and Louisiana's now 15-14 and 14 overall. They're above 500, and they have a, a big series coming up. Arkansas State on the road in Jonesboro. It's a Sunbelt Conference series as well. So they get an opportunity now, having won a couple weekend series, they avoid being swept by Tech, the old rival, in-state rival. They rally, they come back, they play well. Now they can carry that over into their weekend series up in Jonesboro versus the Red Wolves of Arkansas State. Of course, today is opening day. It's also the start of the Masters, but the start of the Masters itself is going to be delayed. That's right. Overnight weather delays. Overnight weather delays the start of the Masters. It's been delayed a tad. Everything has been pushed back 30 minutes because of the storms that made its way through Augusta last night. Now, they had already got a ton of rain on Tuesday and Wednesday as it as it was. So it's gonna be interesting to see how much the rain that they've received this week is going to play a role in the scores, how that's going to affect everyone's game. Forecasters do say there isn't a great chance of more rain Thursday at Augusta National, though strong wind is expected to greet the afternoon wave of players. The Augusta wind. (laughs) Uh Aha! See what you did there! (laughs) You're ridiculous sometimes. It is expected to cool off also the rest of the week. Low temperatures on Saturday night are falling into the upper 30s, which is unseasonably chilly for this time of the year for Georgia. So lots of rain, and you're going to get wind and then cold temperatures Saturday and Sunday. This will make things interesting there at Augusta. But the start of the Masters first round has been pushed back at half hour due to the weather that came through the area last night. So as soon as we start having some golfers on the course, we'll give you those updates as soon as that occurs. And of course, it's opening day. That's our poll question of the day. Do you treat opening day as a national holiday? You should if you're a baseball person. Is Major League Baseball's opening day an unofficial holiday for you? 59% of you say no. 41% say yes. That's where we stand with our poll question of the day. Keep those votes coming. Keep your comments coming as well on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. Right now, let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on our guy, Doug. Doug, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning, Ray. Hey, let, Ray, I've never been a, a big basketball fan, you know, but leading up to the Final Four, the college basketball, it really had me interested, and I went ahead and watched the Final Four and the championship game. And let me tell you, Ray, I was really entertained. Had this old man staying up past his bedtime <laughs> to watch them games. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, Ray. And I mean, a lot of it because of 103, listening to all the hype, you know, the weeks leading up to the, to the game. I tell you, I was really enjoy, uh, entertained. I, I, I really enjoyed it. 
Hey, and Ray, listen, you taking any dancing lessons, bro? Oh man, my so you know I lost I lost the chair dance off, Doug. I'm glad you brought that up. So my daughter, you know, we were talking about it and everything like that, and uh, she was like, she was like, Daddy, I can give you some lessons. Yeah, she could coach you up. Oh, she could. Oh man, she could coach me up. I need I need I need that coaching, Doug. I need to be coached up, brother. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah had you tapping out, Ray. Oh man, she came don't in. Get, she she came in up, with the buddy. backward, the the backwards baseball cap. That was the game changer, bud. Yeah, it was, man. She's got the swag, though, Ray. Yeah, Doug <laughs> says you got the swag. Five names. That's why yeah. he's my biggest supporter. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are having fun, man. I, I enjoy listening to y'all, man. I really do. Well, I appreciate the Thanks, phone call, Jay. Doug. Enjoy your day, brother. Bye, Hannah. Hi, Doug. <laughs> oh, got to put Doug I in there. I couldn't get a, couldn't turn the mic on fast enough. Go ahead and put Doug in the pool for the game changer of the week. Phone oh, call. yeah. There of it is. Of course. There it is. Go ahead and put Doug in there for Couldn't the game have changer. my number one supporter in there. Oh, I mean, I knew. See, I, I didn't even have a say-so in this. No. D- Doug could have called up and said, Raymond, you're hot garbage. And spent five <laughs> minutes doing that. And you'd be like, I love Doug. I love Doug. Why you tell me that Hattie said she want to give you lessons to dance? Oh, she does. She's like, Daddy, you need to do something like this. I do this. And now she wants to, like, practice at the house. She says, Daddy, come here. Let's dance. Let me show you some moves. <laughs> she was so funny <laughs> at the Globetrotters on Tuesday night. So James was there, Mesh. Yes. And he can spin a basketball on his finger. Yes. Right. So she saw that. And she was like, oh. So then she saw, like, the Globetrotters doing all the tricks and everything. She saw James, you know, at halftime. We went down and went to the souvenir stand. And so the whole, like, second half, she was trying out moves in the stands. Like, she put the basketball between her little bicep and, you know, it's like, look, Dad, look what I'm doing. I make this move. And then she held it up another way and was trying to make all these coming up with her own little moves and everything like that. I just said, there it is. Yep. There it is. Future Cajun, future Harlan Trotter. There we go. She's ready. Putting it in right now. I love the fact, though. So, she was all like, <laughs> so we're talking. We're just talking, walking to the car from the Cajun Dome. We parked in the parking lot across the street. So, you go under, you know, go underneath the street, which she loves. Anytime we go to anything, the fair, uh, you know, a concert, anything, basketball game, she loves walking underneath the thing. That's her jam. She loves running up the ramp and running down the ramp. So, we're walking to the car. And I was like, well, I was like, baby girl, I said, did you enjoy your time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I said, oh, yes. Yeah. So, so you think you can, uh, you know, you think you can be a Globetrotter one day? She goes, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she goes, you know what's great? They won. Because <laughs> the last time we came, the Cajuns lost, Dad. And I go, yes, they did lose, baby. You know, the Cajuns, you know, they could use another score like some of those Globetrotters, is what she said. <laughs> and did you ask her if she's going to be one of them? I said, I said, I said, baby girl, I said, yeah, I says, I'm sure, I'm sure they could use someone with, with, with that skill set. She goes, mm-hmm. they could use someone like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She knows all. Oh, Artie. Artie. She's so seven going on 50. Seven. Artie got it figured out. Artie trying to give recommendations to Gary oh, Bodhead yeah. and Bob Marlin. Hope I listen in. Hey, are you scouting? 
Are, are you scouting the Globetrotters? Adding them. Adding them. Forget they're probably not even in college. But yeah, them. <laughs> and they have no eligibility left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and they're paid, so that'd be a whole other issue. But no, she was. Uh... And dad, and dad, my favorite part. Dad, it, the goals are not that not that high. They're like ours at the house. I could hoop it up. Seven years old. Got the confidence oh, yeah. that she can just go onto the court and just hoop it up. Oh, yeah. She's got this. In Cajun Dome. Love it. Forget you picking her up or anything. She's got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She does. <laughs> she does enjoy when we play sometimes. She'll, so we started doing this thing where she was missing her shots early on when she was, like, practicing every day. Yeah. So I would be like, look, I, I was like, baby girl, I got it. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to clean it up. So I would just take it. I'd get the rebound and put it back in, and we'd score. we we pretend like we're on the same team, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, I clean it up. Well, now she's gotten to the point. She goes, Dad, don't clean it up. I got this. All right? Cool, I, bro. I got this. Don't clean it up. I got this. All right? Said, I am good. And she won't stop until she makes a bucket, too. Like, oh, no. <laughs> we, like, we, we came home from the Globetrotters. It's late. She's out there shooting baskets in the driveway until she made one. And then she came in. Like, as soon as we get out of the car, it's right to, it's right to the basketball goal. Shoot. I'm like, baby girl, it's late. Come on. You got to get your PJs on. You got to get, you know, <laughs> got to get to bed. Like, no, dad. Hello. It's like, it's like dad, just, I got to make one. It's like, all right. Kid just loves hooping. Just loves hooping it up. Woo. Masters delayed. First leaders will not be teeing off until about 15 to 20 minutes from right now. Once again, the weather delay coming through. As soon as we start seeing some action, on the course there in Augusta, we will share that with you because it is the opening round of the Masters. It's also opening day for Major League Baseball. What's the over-under on footsie? Nervous energy today, or is he going to be happy? Is he going to be happy because the baseball season has finally arrived and he can start cheering on his team? Or is he going to be nothing, is he going to be nothing but plagued with anxiety over the first game of the season? Um, I think it depends. You're really gonna see the real of like he's gonna be really nervous or he's gonna be really happy about it because he'll have his weekly segment with his now the former Lima Time Time podcast friend will come on at ten fifteen. So that's only a second hour. So I'm not sure how the first hour will go. Or have, will he be negative because first pitch is not until eight thirty eight? He will be a little bit <laughs> Yeah. This old man. Up. I just want to go to bed and then we can give it my bad time. Michelle is not going to be happy with me tomorrow. <laughs> Your foot impression is getting better and better every day. You got, yeah, you got to use the hands. You got to <laughs> use the hands. It's all about the hands, too. The hands aren't used. You're doing it wrong. Oh, no. If, it doesn't if, matter if you're doing the voice. The hands. If you're do doing that. a foot impression without the hands, it's not, it's, it. it's not a foot impression. Sorry. No. You're uh-huh. just yelling. You're just yelling <laughs> yeah, into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make sure to tune in tonight to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles as the Houston Astros open up the 2022 season on the road against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, San Diego Credit Union, Poinsettia Bowl. Angels. You always give me that face. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain Please, it to you. I, you always give me the damn face. You say I always Their give you name, that face. You always like give only, me the you, face you, when just, I mention the this angels. This is literally the second time you've ever said that. Not so you true. Like I get to you Not all the time. true. Okay. Not true. Go ahead. Not explain. true. You continue to give explain. me the business. 
Go ahead. For the longest time, they were California Angels. Okay. Okay. Then they, they've they gone through multiple name changes. And the most recent one is the stupidest one possible. So to get part of the L.A. market, they've incorporated Los Angeles into their name, which is so dumb, which is so dumb. So it's like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I'm like, what? It's a dumb thing. All done just as a cash grab to try to get television market revenue out of that market. So that's why I make fun of them. And I mentioned the San Diego Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl because that's a ridiculous name for a bowl game. So I just add the two together to mock the Angels. And you should be supportive because that's another team in the AL West that you're not rooting for. So you should be supportive of my mockery of the Angels. Just because they are a team that my team goes against does not mean I look funny when I have no idea what you're referencing. So, I need the insight. Thank you very much. It will be noted. Why do you hate me? I never said I hated you. Not once. You're still bitter about the bowling. No, I you're, am not. You're, you're letting – see, I, I was worried about that. I was worried about – me putting on a dominant performance against you in There's bowling. There's no strain in would, our relationship. Would would cause a riff. Mm. You're mm. still the work husband, but it then was a great also run. like the It was a great run by us. It's a great run with you and me. I guess I'm going on to producer oh number six. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They'll make James cry even more because then you'll have a new producer that's not him. Because <laughs> him and me, him and Miguez, they're so upset hey, they are not us. They, look. They got their thing. They're 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 developing. By the way, tune in, four to six weekday afternoons for crunch time with Miguez and Mesh right here on the game. But yeah. tonight, after you listen to Miguez and Mesh, boy, a great show lined up for Eat you. Eat dinner, <laughs> eat some grub. Then you can listen to the Astros take on the Angels. First pitch set for eight thirty eight, and you can listen to Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on the call right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Pre games at eight oh five. Boom. You're welcome. I read the emails. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a timeout. Oh, the shenanigans are starting to be ramped up. It's <laughs> fine. Getting closer and closer to the weekend. You can always tell. More extraordinary conversation between Hannah Five Names and yours truly. It's coming up right here on RP3 and Company. Could be some random dancing happening on today's show. We've yet to do the RP3 and Company dance party this week. Could that happen today? Maybe. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves, just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though, wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed twice in the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Oh, the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo is coming back in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your free tickets. That's right. Simply text ANGOLA to 68683. That's ANGOLA to 68683. The Angola Prison Rodeo returns on April 23rd and April 24th, and you can see all the excitement. Bull riding, wild horse racing, convict poker. Simply text ANGOLA to 68683. That's ANGOLA to 68683 to watch the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Let's check in on our poll question of the day. We asked you, with today being Major League Baseball's opening day, is opening day an unofficial holiday for you? 62% of you say no. 62% of you say no. 38% say yes. Texan in Acadiana says, I've got my Astros World Series hat in with my Otani Japan jersey in. My man's ready. My man loves baseball. Shout out to Texan and Acadiana. What about Facebook? How are we doing with comments on the poll question of the day via the book of face? AKA Facebook. It's loading. Hold on. Oh, we only have one comment. Um, it is from Mr. Green that says, yes, dot, dot, dot. But I was looking at the opening day games and saw Casey's opponent. Took me a few minutes to remember Cleveland changed their team name. To the Guardians, yes. <laughs> the Guardians. The, do, do that again? Guardians. <laughs> say it. Say it louder. Guardians. There it is. There it is. She did a little, like, Superman fly going. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Darbon, TD as we like to call him, yes. says it is right now since I'm not working, but excited to see how the season will play out with some of the rule changes and all that. Hashtag opening day 2022. So keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball's opening day a holiday for you? Is it a holiday? Did we both sing at the same time? We are so, so goofy. It's just ridiculous. I'm not sure if it's good that they both sing at the same time. How goofy we are. Just like that. They both thought, hey, let's sing the next words we say. (laughs) Then he's made that alike now. Oh, unbelievable. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's cool. It's cool. Whatever. It's cool. Whatever. Damn, bro. It's cool. Whatever. It's cool, whatever. Have you ordered your Seattle Mariners gear yet? For, I have not. For MajorLeagueBaseballShop.com. I did put a beautiful hat that um, actually looked better than the ones that I saw that were on the, the MLBShop.com. Uh, they're actually on Amazon. It's a beautiful white hat with, like, the, like, perforated holes in the back. So you get, like, the airflow. Mm-hmm. Your it's head in can my breathe. cart, but I have not hit the purchase button. Why not? That's the next paychecks job. That's the next paychecks job. Yes. Nice. That is the plan. It, you, but okay, you'll have to, you'll have a little time here. Yes. But you'll have to have it in time for us to take you to go see the Mariners play oh, at yeah. the Astros. Yes. Now let me ask you this. Oh no. Okay. We were trying to get together a road trip to go see the Astros play. You're going. We were going to try to go, but some things came up 
unable to go the same weekend. Yes. Obviously, I'm not an Astros fan, so I'm not going to be rooting against you. I'm not going to bully you or make fun of you or Thank mock you. you when we go to the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. Right. I'll just be mean. Yeah, I'll just be mean. Now, will I, you know, throw some shade at some Astro fans that I know? Not possibly. But, you know, I digress. But do you feel comfortable going to see your Mariners play for the first time against the Astros if Kevin Foote is involved in this road trip? Let's let's have a real convo right now because we know how animated, passionate he is about his Astros because you're very you, you have a nurturing personality, so I feel like you would put your fandom aside to try to make Kevin feel better, even if the Mariners were beating the Astros. I'd feel like you'd be like, Kev, it's going to be okay. I probably would. Uh, we had this discussion yesterday that whenever our teams play, we will not be friends once first pitch starts. We will become friends again after the last. There we go. Yeah, there we Once go. The, the game's over, we'll be friends. Look, again. Kevin and I were able to be civil and maintain our friendship during the World Series. During oh, yeah. the World Series, so I mean, you threw all the shade afterwards because I was here for that. <laughs> I watched all that happen afterwards. But yeah, me and me foot beat me. Just we discussed it. But we're see, be okay. but, but, but see, Kevin, see, we, we're we're funny in that way because we both during the World Series kept telling the other one that their team was going to win the World Series. Because we've both been snake bitten so many times, so so in the back of our mind, even even though we may be very optimistic about our team, in the back of our mind we're like, this is going to end poorly. This is going to end so badly for us. We are going to somehow find a way to lose this series. So Kevin and I both have the same mindset when it comes to that. So I think yeah. that I think that made things easier because it wasn't like when he came in the studio, I was like, faced, you got served. It was nothing like that, right? <laughs> I, I didn't go up to him and just, you know, you know, start doing, you know, the, the tomahawk chop into his face. I, I didn't do that. It's not how we roll. So, no, I think we'll be fine. Cause I think, I think he's going to end up going and putting some pity on me because my first year You're, of being a major league baseball fan at all. So I think it'll be a little bit nicer and that I actually have him laughing on the air and not always as angry as everybody else thinks he is. <laughs> So I think it helps our relationship that we have. So <laughs> I like I think it's that. It's gonna be a great time. I like that. I like that a lot. So that should be fun. Yes. That should be a good time. I mean, the only thing we had to worry about is that um, the Astros play on the same day of the first day of the draft for the NFL, and they play during the day. So Foot can have some relaxed time. He was very That's stressed perfect. out. That's perfect for him. Yeah, because they play at like one ten that day. Correct. That that's a day baseball. Which, by the way, not only is tonight's game, but look, Delta Media is your home for Houston Astros baseball. Yeah. Okay. Either here on the game, or if we have some type of conflict with LSU baseball, we simply have them over on our sister station News Talk. You can check out us our broadcast schedule at one zero three seven thegamecom dot com or one zero four one thegamecom So go check that out. That way, you can go ahead and make all your Astros listening appointment listening here with the game but that is going to be a sensational day for him it could be a great day for Kevin Foote or it could be a day filled with dread yeah let me play out a scenario for you that's going to strike fear into your heart right I'm ready Astros lose in gut-wrenching fashion 
that afternoon. He tries to gear, get geared up for the draft. And then they take players that he doesn't think they should take. And he's upset with their two first-round picks. Let's say they draft a quarterback, for example. He is going oh, to God. lose his mind. So you better be praying to baby Jesus, little Jesus, that that Thursday, that day baseball game, and then the draft that night with the Saints goes well. Because if not, Kevin may tear down the studio Friday morning. You know, I think that day... Just giving you the heads up now. If Okay, I'm saying, no matter what, <clears throat> that if I go on and I see that the Astros, they do lose that day game... I will be immediately going to some store of some sort <laughs> and buying the ingredients to make him his chocolate chipless cookie. Chocolate chipless cookie. Yes, man hates chocolate chips. Like, yes. What is wrong with him? I forgot he hates chocolate chips. So if they do lose, I will probably be bringing that because then you'll hear all the going to come flooding back in about Saints picking a quarterback. And he's going to lose it again like he did yesterday or every day he has this week. <laughs> Like, Twitter rumors suck. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. We got to take a timeout. <laughs> when we return, LSU had its pro day yesterday. Derek Stingley Jr. looks really good and really healthy. He more than likely helped his draft stock considerably. We'll talk about that. That's next. We'll also take your phone calls. Want to get those calls in? Feel free. Yo, we got time. The rest of this hour. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 7th, 1963. At the age of 23. Jack Nicholas wins the first of his record six green jackets with a three-foot par putt on the final hole of the Masters to finish one stroke ahead of Tony Lima. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the Games Festival International prize pack. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you'll get the chance to score a pair of Bonton passes. That's right. You'll get exclusive access to the front row and stage areas. Shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, shirts, pins, and yes, even an official poster experience festival international like never before by winning the festival international prize pack from the game southwest louisiana sports station gotta go make sure to sign up in the rewards club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can have that chance to score that prize package yes 
Yes. Woo. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball's opening day a holiday? Now, Major League Baseball doing this thing where not everyone is playing on opening day, eh, puts a damper on things. Shout out to Blaine Viator for that comment. He texted me. He's true. It's true. Back in the day, everyone played on the same day. Now they they, they spread it out. Uh, yeah. I actually was supposed to play it today, but we ours got moved back to tomorrow. Correct. So that's a bit of a buzz, buzzkill. But it's still opening day, man. Baseball is here. Baseball is here. Yes, baseball's here. I'm excited about it. Are you? I am excited. I mean, more fact, tomorrow, because that's when I play. So, What are you going to be wearing tomorrow to support your Seattle Mariners, who you've been a lifelong fan of? Uh, well, I don't actually... <laughs> no one's ever given me a gift of having a teal shirt, so... I'll find in the next best thing. Teal shirt? Well, because I don't have one. Well, I have a, I'll have a tank top, actually. That's actually Why can't you just go buy one? I probably could. See, there you go. I'm here to help. I'm Thanks. here to help. Now... When you get to the point where you're actually going to be spending money yeah. on official Mariner swag and you decide to go with a jersey, you got to you, you, you talk to me. Okay. Okay, because... Do you, like, oh, know a guy or something? Well, no, I just want to make sure you buy the right jerseys. Okay? There's okay. certain players that you can buy jerseys for, and then I don't want you to get excited. But like, ooh, look, this guy's jersey's on sale, and there's, there's usually a reason why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... So I'm just saying, just saying. There's usually a, a, a reason why. So you have to avoid uh, some of those. Don't don't be tricked. Yesterday, LSU held its pro day. And all eyes were in Baton Rouge for this because Derek Stingley Jr. was taking part in it. Now, remember, Derek Stingley Jr. had the Liz Frank surgery. It ended his season prematurely. And after helping the Tigers win the national championship as a true freshman, Ever since he stepped on that chain length on the sideline, he's never been the same. He's been nicked up. He's been dealing with multiple injuries. And really, let's be honest, there are times where he was not the best defensive back on his own team out on the field. The injuries kind of hobbled him, took away that greatness that we saw as a true freshman. But he's entering the draft process, and people want to know, is he healthy? Can he still get the job done? Is he worth drafting early in the first round we're talking top 10 pick top five pick because NFL teams have been waiting the only tape they've had to look at Derek Stingley was old tape but he put on a show yesterday he did put on a show yesterday but he wasn't the only one 16 players worked out for represent uh representatives of all 32 NFL franchises Chargers coach Brandon Staley was on hand. So was Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. They were in the building. John Trey Kirkland, former LSU wide receiver, he turned some heads. 42 in the vertical jump, 11-5 in the broad jump. Kirkland, who's worked out as a defensive back, would have had the longest broad jump and tied for the highest vertical jump at the NFL scouting pine scouting combine last month if he would have went. So his numbers are on par with what some of the best have did. That turned some heads. That turned some heads. Andre Anthony, 
He participated as well. He tore his ACL, if you remember. That's an injury that ended his career. He was cleared last Thursday. So, tears his ACL. Ends his season prematurely, right? Just got cleared on Thursday. Last Thursday. And the big fella goes out there and runs a 4.6 40-yard dash. (laughs) Just ridiculous, man. Just ridiculous how these guys are. Ty Davis-Price running back. A lot of people question whether or not he even should have went through the draft process, whether or not he should have came back. You know, he took part in it. All those offensive linemen, including Austin Deculus, took part in it. Neil Farrell Jr., the big defensive tackle. Cordell Flott, the cornerback. The guards, Ed Ingram, Jason Hines, they took part in the pro day. They also were at the combine. Already told you about Kirkland having such a good day. But what about Derek Stingley Jr.? Healthy? Oh, yeah, and ran the 40-yard dash. 4-3. (laughs) Coming off Liz Frank injury, surgery, hobbled the last couple years. Derek Singley Jr. ran a sub 4-4 at the LSU Pro Day. That alone, the way he looked, he looked healthy, he looked fit. He runs a sub 4-4, 40-yard dash. A guy that was going to be right on the fringe of being a top 10 pick probably just propelled himself up into the top 10. I could, I could absolutely see him being taken in the top 10 now. Sometimes that's what it takes, especially guys that are banged up that are coming off an injury like that. Derek Singley Jr. just helped himself. John J. Crooklyn helped himself. So, but it was Stingley's day at the Pro Day yesterday. He stole the show with that sub 440. Now, running in a straight line on artificial turf, which makes you faster, should that be the determining factor on whether or not you are drafted? No. But you know what Stingley brings to the table. You saw it as a true freshman. You know how much of an impact player he is. If he's healthy and running a fast 40-yard dash suggests that he is healthy and he's not in pain, then that makes your decision fairly easy if you're a general manager and head coach of an NFL franchise. Be interesting to see where Derek Stingley Jr. goes in the draft. Masters has just begun Ozobal, a birdied hole number one. He was the, your first pairing. Him and Spawn were. Spawn parred hole number one. So the first group, first pairing, is wrapped up hole number one. Once again, the first round of the Masters was delayed by half an hour due to storms that went through Augusta last night. So the Masters is finally up and running. We'll keep you updated throughout today's show. But can I talk about something that occurred last night in the Parch household at the compound, as I like to refer to it as? So, you know, the wife and I are trying to eat healthier. We are dieting. Been doing that for a month. We've both lost some significant weight. Now, we both gave up soft drinks for Lent. That helps. But we're drinking a ton of more water. You see me all the time with, you know, I'm drinking like a, a gallon of water a day. Eating healthy, boiled eggs, right, grilled chicken, avoiding carbs, the whole nine yards. So we are very diligent on this. So my wife gets inspired. We wanted to mix it up a little bit. 
got tired of having just like the grilled chicken salad or grilled shrimp salad. She wanted to make up some healthy stir fry. So she's in there cooking. I'm like, what you making? And then she tells me what she's making. The chicken for the stir fry, made perfectly. The healthy sauce, tasty. Broccoli, I'm down with broccoli all day long. But then my wife decided to be really bold and daring. She went with vegetable noodles, squash, and zucchini. Mm. Did they have the texture of noodles? No. They did not. Like regular squash or spaghetti squash? So they're like little spirals that they make them into like, I guess, like noodle shape. They're essentially, instead of having noodles, because noodles are carbs, you sub them out and you use vegetables, zucchini, and squash that are made into like strings, like made to look like noodles. So you cook those. And then she also made a separate dish. And hers, she added cabbage and mushrooms. She knew better because I was like, I'm not having that. So she wants to try something new, bold and daring. Yeah. Of the three of us, I hate squash. Like, I despise it. I, I don't think it needs to exist on the face of the planet. If there was some sort of disease that could wipe out all the squash on in earth, on the face of the earth... I would sign up for that all day long. Zucchini, not a fan of either. And I hate those vegetables. And my wife knows this. And she's the one that came up with the idea to make the healthy dinner, right? I've already established this. Yes. Yes, you have. Do you know the lone person at the dinner table that cleared his plate, that ate everything on the plate? You know who that was? I'm assuming you said he three times. I'm thinking you. <laughs> I'm the one. My wife didn't even finish it. She's like, I don't, I don't like those noodles. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, babe, I said, I said, I could have told you. It's squash and zucchini. Of course it's gonna taste awful. I mean, if, it's not gonna taste like a noodle. I mean, if you figure out how to make a healthier spaghetti sauce, spaghetti squash is really good if you have you have you know as regular spaghetti. You know, you can't say that. You can't make that face anymore because you had stir fry with, with squash in it. So you can't make that face anymore. Yeah. And I, yeah. And it, the squash was not good. The chicken was good. The broccoli was good. I ate it. I stepped it. I stepped up for the family. I stepped it up. So you didn't like it, but you still ate all of it. Correct. It makes no sense, but okay. That's what a good husband does. Oh, my I wife, saw it. My, my wife, I don't my wife good, tried something new. She wanted to be different. She wanted to mix it up for our diet. And I stepped up. I said, not a problem, babe. I got this. And I ate it all. Foot says squash and zucchini are way better than broccoli. I don't want to talk to a man. The man who says chocolate chips are no good has no dog. He cannot comment on this fight. No, no. Okay. No, I'm, no. He's not I, allowed. Can I, can I make spaghetti squash with no. spaghetti sauce on top and have you try it? I, I like it. No, no, no. What I'm telling you is... I begrudgingly allow my wife to cook squash in the house. I will not be eating squash in any other, in any other realm. Do not try to trick me. Okay, I'll tell you to make it. Make it done. <laughs> Loophole. Oh. It is really I, good. Kennedy I just, I just looked at good. her. I just looked at her. And look, the dish did taste good. The chicken tasted good. The broccoli tasted good. 
the squash and the zucchini did not taste good. And I looked at my wife, and I'm eating it, and I'm, I'm just I'm staring. I'm giving her the look. I'm just staring at her. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, babe, before dinner, I was like, babe, what are you doing? I go, did I do something wrong? Do you hate me? Did, did I run over your foot? Did I do something like three months ago that you just realized really pisses you off and you want to take it out on me? Because you're bringing in mushrooms and zucchini and squash into the dinner. I don't know. You, you and rushed, I hate all of you, those. You rushed angrily to answer a phone call yesterday, so maybe that's what it was. Also hate eggplant. See, I'm good. I don't like eggplant. Do not like zucchini. Spaghetti squash is the only thing that I will eat. I'll eat spaghetti squash. But we did come up with a game plan. See, this is what's good about these things. It's good to try things, right? To mix yeah. it up. That's what I told my wife. It's good to try things. But then we figured out, instead of going with the noodles, instead of trying to make squash and zucchini into noodles, which God did not intend them to be noodles, by the way. If he did, he would have made them in pasta. Instead of that, go with brown rice. Put the dish yeah. over... Take the broccoli, the sauce, and the chicken, and put it over brown rice instead of so vegetable fake noodles. Say so, there you go. So you come up with a game plan. You can do that or do shout out to noodles. my wife for trying out something new. Just saying. You know, if you do less, you know, you could, you know, not do as big of a portion. So there we go. There we go. We got to take a break. We ran late, very late. <laughs> I got we excited might not talking about come back. We might just go straight to break break. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh man. Oh, shout out to my wife. Shout out to my daughter. She ate it too. Like a champ. Hattie just balling it up. Balling it up. Future Harlem Globetrotter, Hattie Parch, aka HP1. That could be her name on the back of her jersey. She could be signing autographs for kids in like 15 years. Could be HP1 on the back of the jersey. What? Gotta take a timeout. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Ozark. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Happy opening day for Major League Baseball. Also, first round of the Masters is currently finally up and running up in Augusta. Over in Augusta, rather. Delayed at least 30 minutes due to the severe weather that came through the area last night. Right now, no one is leading the tournament. <laughs> we got a got a handful of guys out there. Spawn, Harrington, Straka, Molinari, Weir. They're all on the course. 
Weir's already given up. Uh, he is. He's having a day. <laughs> he's having a day. But everyone's right now, your leaders are at even par through the first two holes and through the first one hole for many of them. So we'll keep giving you updates here on the Masters. The quest for the green jacket has begun. And Tiger Woods will be in the field. He'll be teeing off later today. We'll talk more about the Masters, previewing the tournament, the impact of Tiger Woods being there, the impact of Phil Mickelson not being there. By the way, Hefty Lefty is not in the field. With our guy, Scott Rabelais from The Advocate, covers the Masters every year. He's in Augusta. He's there right now. He'll join us in about half an hour from right now to talk all things Masters. So that's coming up in a half hour right now here on RP3 and Company. We've also touched on Major League Baseball opening day. It's our poll question of the day. Do you believe, do you feel, do you treat Major League Baseball's opening day as a holiday? That's our poll question of the day. Right now, 66% of you say no. 34% say yes. Brad on Twitter says no. More looking forward to the resurrection of the USFL next weekend. First Saturday in September is definitely a holiday for me. Why do y'all hate baseball so much? Why do y'all hate baseball so much? That should have been the poll question of the day. Why y'all hate baseball? I love baseball. I'm planning to go to minor league baseball games this year. Making trips, like literally leaving the state to go. Going to go catch a couple Astros games. May catch a Rangers game. Like, I love baseball. You know who else loves baseball? Kevin Foote. Putsy. You know who's now a baseball fan? Hannah Five Names. So sorry, people. We're going to talk baseball. We love the baseball here on the game. We also bring you live Houston Astros baseball. Like tonight's season opener on the road against the Halos. That's right. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Of Northern and Southern California. And Nevada. And San Andreas Fault Line. Whatever else I can add to it. I mean, look, they want to market themselves better, so might as well just add everything. First pitch, 838. Astros, Angels, out in Los Angeles or Anaheim or wherever they play. But you can listen to the action, all of it right here on the game. You're home for Houston Astros baseball. You know, early on, we had people saying yes. Opening day, they treat it like an unofficial holiday. But now, overwhelmingly, you guys are saying no. I don't, I don't understand. You're more excited about the USFL? Come on. I'm excited about the USFL. Don't get me wrong. But it's not baseball. It's not baseball, five names. It's not baseball. I'm offended by the results of this poll question. Are you looking at your wife like you were planning her death yesterday? <laughs> she messaged me and says, he was easy on me, exclamation point. The noodles were terrible, exclamation point. For the first time in our marriage, he looked at me like he was planning my death. With three laughing emojis. Were you that angry with the noodles? I was not angry. 
So, okay. So okay. Sure. the kid's there, right? So you got to set the example. Like it was me and the wife. Like she didn't finish her food. She was like, no, I'm not eating this. Like Tina. But, I, you know, I'm the man of the house. I sit at the head of the table. So I got to set the example for the little one to make sure she eats the majority of her food by eating, clearing my plate. Cleaning the plate off is what I had to do. That's why I stepped up, trying to eat healthy. Wife decided to be bold and decided to make a stir-fry dish with noodles that were made out of zucchini and squash. It was not good. The noodles were not good. The rest of the dish was good. The noodles were not good. And I sat there, and I was like, I said, and, and Hattie's like, well, why are we eating this? I says, you know what? It's good to try new things. And I was being the teaching lesson to the child. But while that was happening, I would glance over to my wife, and I would just be eating the food, and I would just look at her and not say anything. <laughs> she said you lie. <laughs> You're lying through your teeth, she says. I'd look at her, and I'd go, Mm. She goes, what? You can tell me if it's bad. I was like, mm-mm. Mm. Oh, no, I talk kind of to be honest with me. The I'm broccoli's like, good the time, and the good. chicken's good. The noodles are not good. The noodles were not no. good. We, we, we said upon one thing. We do not like wheat noodles. We both were like, we're going to try wheat noodles. And no, mm-mm. I'd rather have a smaller portion of noodles, so I'm still going to have regular noodles, than eat wheat noodles. Can't. Can't do it. No. Can't have it. Brown rice? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Brown rice, she says, is fantastic. Yes. I mean, it's all, it's all you really got to do. You can't, if you don't like something, you don't have to technically have to eat it. But, you know, if you like pasta, you can still eat pasta. You have to have a smaller portion of it. It's the portion size that's, that's the point. Everything in moderation, five names. Yes. Everything in moderation. Right. Like, if I want, really, I have a whole big, huge jar of pickles. You know why? Because they're only five calories. So in total, there's probably like I do love pickles. 35 calories in a whole big, huge jar of pickles. I do love pickles. So, yes, I'm supportive of my wife trying new things. Yeah. Did it work? No. Not even my wife. We had a little bit of leftovers, right, from the stir she fry? She didn't save it, did she? She did not save it. <laughs> That's what I know. When I know when, when my wife doesn't finish the dish, and then she's not like keen on putting it up. No. Keen on putting it up. I know she's not. That, 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 no, that's not. We're not saving that. We're not saving that. No, that's not happening. I know, I, but I do tell Kenneth. I was like, please be honest with me. If you ever do not like something, because I will not make it again, or I'll make something for myself and something different for you. My wife is a phenomenal cook. Honestly, she makes some of the best dishes. She makes dishes that I had growing up or in my early years as an adult and she makes makes them better so like i lucked out i was very fortunate that i found a woman that can just cook her tail off and enjoys cooking and enjoys cooking for me and literally asked me most of the time what do i want for supper See, I asked Kenneth that he's like i don't it's whatever you want to cook you're the ones cooking what do you want to cook sometimes i'm that way Usually, I'll give my wife options. I'll be like, I would want this or this. Yeah. I usually have to to give him options to tell him, okay, I can make you spaghetti, spaghetti with meat. I can do tacos. I can make red beans and rice, which, I mean, I think Miss Tina should definitely go and um, we should have a get together where her and I make dinner and I'll make one of my favorite dishes and she can make a Cajun dish because I'm not good at making Cajun food. Oh, my wife's wife's a whole lot. I don't know how to make gumbo. I don't know how to make. Etouffee. 
my wife can make oh uh she loves she's great at making an etouffee both a crawfish one and a shrimp one she's uh great at making uh like uh smothered chicken or chicken i can never pronounce the french way of saying it fricka fricasse she can make that she makes shrimp and egg stew which is really good I make random things. Uh, her gumbo is phenomenal. Her chicken and sausage gumbo is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, her catfish uh, couvion is really, really good. And the first time she made it, I was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, what is this? What? What do you? But then I tried it. I was like, this is amazing. So, yes, hearty dishes. Of course, my wife's best dishes are rice base. Because she's Cajun. So, so. Wait a minute. We have to avoid that on the uh, diet, by the way, because uh, white rice is not part of the diet plan. Next, double date excursion. Double date excursion. I mean, it's either going to my house or your house. I mean, really, it's my apartment. But you're making your fantastic turkey chili, because she says it's fantastic, because <sighs> your wife. She can make crawfish etouffee. I'll make my chicken stuff. And Kenneth can make some... Uh, his chicken quesadillas, because his chicken quesadillas are bomb. It's a lot of different food going on there. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of different food. I, look, I, I, have, I, I have things, uh, uh, grilling, making chili. I do that well. And uh, my wife loves me making breakfast. Yeah, I like cut this breakfast. I'm the breakfast. I, I've turned into my father. Just hashtag cheat day. <laughs> Yes, I've I've t I've turned into my father. <laughs> All those years now. Look, I spent time in kitchens. I worked in kitchens. Worked fast food. I worked in restaurants. I was prep right. chef, so I've spent time preparing meals and everything like that. But I somehow I wake I wake I woke up one day. I'm in my 40s, and I'm my dad, where I can handle grilling things, making a chili, and cooking breakfast. I, I've turned into my father. <laughs> Which is all of a sudden unexpectedly happened. I used to know how to cook more things. But then some of those things, like I introduced to my wife, like Chicken Rotel, then she took it over and made it better. And I was like, yeah. well, I don't need to make that anymore because now she makes it, she makes it better. Right. Like Kenneth sticks to making breakfast because um, I'm, I'm terrified of making bacon because I don't like the popping and it freaks me out. Which apparently you put water, some water in the bottom of the pan to where they don't pop back at, at you, but I'm still terrified. Okay. So guess what Kenneth is for now where they want to do make breakfast. He's good at making chicken quesadillas. It's just basically I shred the chicken that you get at Walmart and then he puts it with black beans and okay. some roasted okay. corn. Yeah. All right. But I make like herbs and rice, spaghetti, lasagna. Um, we call it chicken stuff. There's too much stuff in it to give it a real name. So it's chicken stuff. But it's black beans, grilled chicken, uh, cream of mushroom and uh, chicken soup. And then white rice, but now it's brown rice because we're being healthier. The tiny bit. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> tiny bit healthier. But like grilled chicken with some uh, the pastaroni noodles or barbecue chicken that I says better than his mom's. With some macaroni, of course. Um, you know what my yeah. wife makes that I used to make that she has surpassed me? Another thing. Meatloaf. Meatloaf? I love meatloaf. I do. I, I I, I'm a big I comfort made food meatloaf. guy, and my wife did it. But we used like specialty meat. We like used hamburgers from a specialty meat shop, and that changed meatloaf forever for me. Just changed it forever. So like, I mean, her smothered chicken, her, you know, her chicken rotel, her 
etouffee, both shrimp and crawfish. Are we hungry? <laughs> like I'm also in charge. I'm also in charge of the low country boil that we like to have in our house. So I'm in charge of that. Is that why you probably go watch stuff? You're gonna boil. You put it in like tin foil. You get uh, aluminum foil. No, you got to put it in certain times. It's like it's like you know shrimp and crab boil. You put it in there. It's a low country boil. It's just potatoes, red potatoes, corn. Okay, and you put ham, like ham, ham. steak. You cut up ham steak, and you put it there with sausage. You can also add shrimp to it, and some people have different variations. You just bowl it up in the kitchen. It's really good. That's not on the diet either. I want to make my mom's All the things I pie. just mentioned is not on the diet. Yeah. And there's also like dessert recipes because my grandfather was a chef. So my grandfather was a chef. So I have his recipe book. And my wife likes me to make those desserts as well. Yeah. I'm good making brownies. I like a nice, nice, nice spice cake. A little cream cheese frosting. I can do that. I can make my I can make my way around in the kitchen. But when you yeah. well, look. When you marry up, which I did, you know you understand things. Like, I don't need to be the best cook in my family because even though I've worked in kitchens and even though my grandfather was a chef and I, I know how to cook, right? I married someone who's better at it. So, oh, boom, See, I, I won. Think I have to be better I at won. it. Yeah, I wish. I would be better at it because, you know, a lifelong of all of my parents are we're all in the work industry for restaurants. So I got the cooking thing from my mom. I still don't know how to make her homemade spaghetti because for some reason, regular spaghetti like ragu and prego, do something weird with her stomach. So she makes her own spaghetti. She has yet to tell me the recipe, which basically just puts all the stuff she puts in there. And they all go in a blender. Yeah. But I want to learn how to make her spaghetti. I want to learn how to make her shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie is... I like shepherd's pie. Also, my wife mm-hmm. loves me making home fries. Home fries? We do cut these... Take all the skin off the potato, cut it up. I leave skin on. You do? I leave skin on. I'm a skin on guy, potato guy. And my wife loves me making that as well. So, look, it's a balance. Does she do the majority of the cooking? Yes. Are her dishes far better than mine? Yes. But I contribute. I think Kenneth could cook if he wanted to, but he knows that I cook better, so he doesn't want to cook. (laughs) That's the job. If you're the man, (laughs) you you want to find a woman that cooks better than you. I'm just saying, that's that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Even though, like, making rubies and rice now is easy. You just take a can of Blue Runner and you put it in. Update from Augusta. It's early round action here for the first round. Once again, it was delayed by 30 minutes due to storm systems that came through the area. And we have a new leader atop the leaderboard. Higo is now leading it with one under. Everyone else is even par or worse. Once again, just through the first few holes of the Masters, first round action has teed off there at Augusta. We'll talk more about that when Scott Rabelais joins us in about 10 minutes from right now. Our buddy from The Advocate, who's in Augusta, reporting, covering the Masters for the Advocate. That'll be coming up. We got to take a timeout. We'll take your phone calls. Hotline's open 337 706 0111. That's 337 706 0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
P3 is known for being a well-tempered and thoughtful sports journalist. The incompetence, the absolute abundance of arrogance from Rob Manford makes me want to punch him in his throat. Okay, well, we all have our bad days. I'm not kidding. If he was right here in the studio, I would walk up to him and throw him a punch. Well, let's all hope he took his meds today. Back to hopefully a calm and collected RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is the day that you're going to join the Game Clubhouse Rewards Club. That's right. The Game Clubhouse. Woo, get behind the velvet rope, so to speak. Because here's the thing. It's free. Yeah, it's free. It's simple. And once you become a member, you'll have the opportunity to win tremendous free gifts. Like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Woo, man, it's been a minute since I've been down there. Every time I go, I thoroughly enjoy myself. I have one of the better meals that I have, like ever, down at Mr. Lester's. $150 gift certificate. We want to hook you up with that. We got it to give, but you have to take it. And the only way you can do that is by becoming a member of our clubhouse. Go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can have the opportunity to score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Go sign up today. It's free to do so. Masters is up and running. First round action delayed by half an hour due to storm systems there in Augusta. We only have a few groups now that are through the first few holes. Right now, your leader is Higo, who is one under through one. He birdied hole number one. Uh-oh! Impromptu. (laughs) Impromptu dance party. That's what we like to do here. Masters going on. Opening day. Major League Baseball. We still find time to dance. As we should. Of course. That should be done. Duh. (laughs) Let's check it on the poll. Let's check it on the poll question of the day. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that Kevin Foote doesn't like chocolate chips. Like, I, I, I don't know. What, what's, what's that about? We have argued so many times in the past week about him. I like chocolate chips, and it's upsetting. I don't know what's more upsetting. The fact that he thought last year's Saints team had its most talented roster ever or that he doesn't like chocolate chips. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one he's more wrong about. That's a good question. <laughs> Not even I'm sure about that. I love Kevin. I love foot. Man was born to argue, by the way. Just absolutely born to argue. 
<laughs> poll question of the day. Is Major League Baseball's opening day an unofficial holiday for you? 66% of you say no. 34% say yes. 66% of you are just, just you're breaking my heart, man. I don't know what's going on here. What's going on? Brad says, FYI, I do love baseball, but relax, kid. We got 162 of these games to go. <laughs> okay, it's fair. It's fair. But it's still opening day, Brad. Got to get excited, bud. Darren has tweeted out he's ready for football and sharing a gif of Antonio Brown running around shirtless after <laughs> quitting on the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long till it'll be like not funny anymore. Oh, and never. <laughs> the answer you're looking for is never. That's never. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Brent to the show. Brent, good morning to you, bud. What's on your mind, brother? I was just called to ask you a question about uh, a couple of questions. One of them is uh, you keep talking about the Masters. You think it's going to be the Masters or the Tiger Woods show? Uh, okay, I'll, that's your first question. I can answer that. You want me to answer it now before you ask your second? Yeah, because uh, I, I'm not a Tiger Woods fan because they think he's the only golfer that ever played, and that's why I don't like it. And I know I guarantee you, and I can tell you something else. As soon as it don't go his way, he's going to drop out because he's going to be hurt some kind of way. I appreciate the phone call, brother. Let me answer that. Have a tremendous day, Brent. Thank you, bud. All right. Look, Tiger's going to get all the headlines. And everyone wants the storybook ending for Tiger at the Masters. I don't see it. Do I think he makes the cut? Yes. But the chilly conditions and the weather over the weekend and the grind of it. Here's the thing people forget about Augusta. It's all hills. Yeah. It, it, the the only flat areas are pretty much the tee boxes there at, at Augusta. So that's a lot of uneven slopes for you to hit shots off of. And you're dealing with someone who nearly lost his leg 15 months ago. Didn't think he would be able to walk because he was going to be minus a leg. Tiger is the ultimate competitor. Tiger is going to make the cut. I think a success for Tiger this weekend, his first golfing since the horrendous car accident, would be to make the cut and maybe finish in the top 20. I think that would be a great story for him to finish in the top 20 of the Masters. But thinking that you're going to see what you saw a couple years ago when he came back and had the remarkable run and won the Masters for his first major victory in years, I don't think that's going to happen. The grind of it, the weekend. I think he gets through Thursday, Friday, but then Saturday, Sunday is going to be a grind for Tiger. I think he makes the cut. A success would be finishing in the top 20, but I do not think he's a legitimate contender. Even though he's Tiger, and even though he's the same age as Jack was when Jack won his last major at the Masters at the age of 46, I just don't see it happening. That's just me. That's just me. But appreciate the phone call. Got to take a time out. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we'll talk more about the Masters with Scott Rabelais, who joins us live from Augusta, our friend, the award-winning columnist from The Advocate. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. (laughs) 
RP3 doesn't play around when it comes to his personal life. I got one NFL team. I got one college team. I got one major league baseball team. And the big fella is also monogamous when it comes to his sports fandom. That's what I got my merch for. That's who I support. Period. Call me old fashioned. VN. Call me old fashioned. That's fine. I'll be old fashioned. RP3 is just committed to providing you with great sports talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here in Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you or your contractor that you've hired to dig a hole to put in, say, a new fence or a pool or some landscaping even around your house, it does not matter. You run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. So what happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year, and there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out there and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles reminds you call 811 and know it's below before you dig. Give you an update here on the Masters leaderboard. Once again, first round action was delayed 30 minutes due to storm system that came through the area last night. Patrick Harrington two-time Open Championship winner, is leading right now, tied for first, one under par through three. He birdied hole number three. There's two other golfers there at one under as well. Early action up and running there in Augusta. And that's where we're going to go to next as we welcome on the award-winning columnist from The Advocate in Baton Rouge, a man who covers the Masters year in, year out, knows this tournament like the back of his hand, it's our privilege to welcome back to RP3 and Company our good friend Scott Rabelais. Scott, good morning to you, brother. How are you, bud? I'm here, uh, so it's hard to be much better. Uh, <laughs> it's my my favorite my favorite thing to cover the whole year. You know, no offense to football or anything like that, but it's my favorite thing to cover. And been pretty soggy here, but I think the weather is finally uh, finally clearing out, and we're gonna have. Uh, Good conditions, I think, for for the tournament play uh, the rest of the way, which is which is a good thing. How much of an impact is the amount of rainfall that dropped Tuesday, Wednesday, and then overnight? And I know that in in connection with the cold, chilly temperatures that are supposed to come through Saturday evening, how much is that going to play affect the play there on the course? Uh, the course is going to be very soft. I mean, to start with, and you know, they you know the. The, the fairways will be soft. There won't be as much roll in the fairways, so balls are not going to trickle out as much into the second cut or under the trees, but they're not going to go as far either, and the air is still very heavy right now. And then it's going to get much cooler and, and windier uh, tomorrow and Saturday, and then Sunday is supposed to be a pretty normal day, maybe temperatures, you know, in around 70 or so. So, uh, but, but it's going to be very soft. The greens will be very uh, – will hold very well. 
uh, you know, the balls are not going to bounce out, which is a shame you want firm and fast. I always want firm and fast here. They do have these sub-air systems, which is basically a vacuum under every green, all 18 greens, and it sucks the, the moisture out of the greens and blows it out of vents nearby. It's amazing to watch these things work. It, it's like a little, little geyser going off, you know, <laughs> in the, in, off in the, in the rough somewhere. But it doesn't change the fact that the greens are going to be soft and I, I probably will be all week. So it's going to be it, it's an interesting dynamic, the, the soft conditions, and then you have the wind, which is the one thing that really vexes these players. You know, you know wind can really throw, throw them off uh, like anybody. You know, you get a, you get a gust and, and it, the wind lays down and you go long or you, you hit a shot and the ball, you know, the gust comes up and it hits you, hits your ball and knocks it down. So um, it's gonna, those things are all going to be a factor. It's going to be very interesting to watch because of that, that's for sure. Tiger Woods obviously is is the name, right? And that's the created so much of a buzz because he's going to actually tee off and, and be part of the tournament. But, Scott, I know what fans want, and fans want the storybook. They want to see him come back from that horrific car wreck where he nearly lost his leg and come out and win the Masters and slip on the green jacket again. I get it. But realistically, what are the expectations for Tiger Woods this week? Well, first of all, just that he is here playing is amazing. And it's doubly remarkable that he's here and Joe Mickelson's not, but that's another story. Um yeah, he's. It's. Uh, he, he said he could have lost his leg. He could have lost his life. It was a very bad car accident just 15 months ago. Hasn't played a competitive round anywhere this year. The last time we saw him play was in that that uh, exhibition tournament, basically with his son Charlie. And of course, you know that that wasn't anything like like I'm playing in a major, uh, obviously. Um, so uh, I think he'll he'll play. Uh, you know, that was the question first. Is he going to play? Yes, obviously he's going to going to try to play. Uh, I think he'll play fairly well uh, for the first couple of days, but the cooler conditions are not going to help him physically. And then just the 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 toll the the, the toll of walking for 72 holes. It's a very long golf course, 7,500 yards. It's uphill, downhill. Curtis Strange said on a teleconference uh, ESPN had last week that it's the hardest walking golf course in the world, and it, and it. You know, it may well be, uh, and it's certainly right up there. And and not only is it 7,500 yards, but you got to walk back to tees that they pushed way back, like on six. They used to come right off the sixth green to the seventh tee. Well, the, they got to walk 60 yards back. So you add all, a bunch of hundreds more yards, too, walking back to tees. They move the 11th tee back even farther, make it a 520-yard hole. It's a long way from, from the 10th green. So you got to factor all that stuff in, too. And, and there's, like Tiger said, kind of joked, he said the only level places on this course are the 18 tee boxes. It's side hill, uphill, downhill, and that's going to take a toll on the legs and the knees and the ankle. I think I think he's he's going to kind of wear down as the tournament goes on. That said, it's Tiger Woods, and we've seen him do remarkable things before. Much younger, of course, in 2008, won the U.S. Open with a broken leg and came back and won the Masters here three years ago after back fusion surgery in 2017. Does some remarkable things, but. Father, Father Time is going to win eventually, too, and it's going to make it harder at 46 to do some of these things that he's done in the past. But it's, it's still Tiger Woods. You don't quite want to count him out because of that. But I, would I pick him to win? No, I would not. Why is Lefty not in the field, even though the Masters invite him in to do so? Yeah, it's it's all related to comments he made about the, the Saudi-backed uh, LIV golf tour which is the rival to the PGA Tour. And uh, obviously a lot of people think the Saudis are, are trying to um, do some sports washing you know, to, their, to their image of uh, a country that's had some really awful human rights abuses in recent years. 
um, and uh, he's trying to leverage that tour to make changes he wants to see on the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour kind of felt like it was kind of treasonous. So, so you know, <laughs> I think so. He's um, he said he's taking a break. A lot of people here who cover golf regularly, you know, not not like me, would cover golf you know all year long, would tell you they think um, that the that the tour has suspended him. And of course, they won't say. Now, the Masters, Fred Ridley was asked yesterday, the chairman directly, and he said he was not disinvited. Um, but uh, Phil called him to say he wasn't going to play this year. But he didn't even come for the Champions Dinner. And obviously, a lot of these guys come, they're older. A lot of these guys come just for the Champions Dinner, even though they, they stopped playing many years ago. Um, so uh, that was interesting that he wasn't even here for that. And uh, so it just kind of make you, make you think that, Everyone decided eh, it was just a good idea for you not to just be around and be a distraction this year. But uh, it, it's it's all related to the fact that he's not playing on the PGA Tour. Will he even defend his championship in the PGA Championship next month? That's a, that's a big question too. I don't think I've seen that addressed. So it's going to be a um, very interesting situation with with Phil Mickelson. Such a strange situation. One of the most popular players in the world and just won the PGA Championship at 50, and yet he's kind of uh, persona non grata right now in golf at, at, at the same time. It's all just kind of silly. Like, I mean, for me, anyone's stunned that Phil Mickelson's looking at things that can make him money. I, it's just like, it's like, of course, of course, Lefty would say that. If you if you spent any time interviewing him, which I was privileged to do, he played at the uh, Shell Houston Open one year, Rabs, and I was like, yeah, he's got this image. He's very friendly and everything, but 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 Lefty likes to gamble a little bit, and, and Lefty likes to make money. Okay, and, and so. I, I, you know, I'm not stunned that he's talking about an opportunity to make himself more money. And I, I get it. People are upset by it, but I'm not surprised by that. No. And, and he's, yeah, he's probably got some, some good points. Like, you know, the, you know, you know the, a lot of times when players play overseas, they get appearance money just to play in a tournament like in Dubai or something like that, just, just to show up. And the PGA Tour doesn't allow that. And now they've started this thing where, where, where this kind of, uh, this kind of fund where your players based on, kind of this mysterious formula, you know, uh, based on popularity and social media interaction and how they do, you know, they get money out of this fund. And, and uh, guess what? Players like Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods made a lot of money out of that fund last year. So uh, there's probably some th- – he probably has some, some good points. But uh, this, this Saudi golf tour is just so, such a distasteful thing. And, 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 and the, their involvement is just so distasteful that it's, uh, it's, it's kind of despicable that – in a way that somebody like Phil or, or Greg Norman, who's running the thing, are, are involved. It'd be interesting to see if Greg Norman uh, was uh, a, a Masters champion if he would have been invited. Yeah, that's but, that's but, that uh, is good. But, but all in all, hopefully Phil will be back. You know, sure. We're talking with Scott Rabelais, award-winning columnist for The Advocate. He's in Augusta for the Masters. First round action has begun. Your leader right now through four holes is Harrington at two under par. All right, let's go. Let's look at some of the contenders. Let's do a little rapid fire here, Scott. Uh, career Grand Slam would be completed if Rory could finally win the Green Jacket. How do you like his chances? Um, so I, I would like his chances. I'd like to see him playing a little bit better, but um, you know, he's. Um, I just think the pressure mounts every year for him to try to complete the Career Grand Slam. He's won the other three majors. Hasn't won a major since 2014, I believe. Um, I think he just gets a little extra weight on his shoulders when he comes to Augusta. It's a shame. I, I think if you ask me what story would I like to see, that's the story I would like to see, that, that history made, because obviously not, not many players have won the career Grand Slam. It's very hard to do. So um, 
uh, but I don't think he's going to win. And, you know, another guy that is one of the world's best golfers, he's a major champion as well, and obviously uh, Justin Thomas, and he's only 28, but it's been a while since he's won a major, and that would have been, what, 2017 when he won the PGA Championship. How do you like Justin's chances? I like Justin's chances a little, a little more. Um, he has is someone, uh, as John Rahm was kind of, joking not joking saying how you know he's really got tiger's ear you know uh, apparently justin's dad is, is a pga teaching pro teaches charlie wood and uh, so there's a there's a tie there so yeah you know he's uh, he's got a great he's got a great game he, he's he's a major champion he's won a lot one of the players last year which is yeah. practically a major just about um and uh, so yeah i i like his he's played well here in the past uh, yeah, it's time for him to contend in a major again. He, he admitted in the press conference earlier this week that he has under underperformed in, in the majors, and so maybe he's got a little motivation to, to do better. Uh, if he does, uh, I, I think he's got a good chance. Could we see Jordan Spieth get back on track and return to the form that he showed about five years ago and put on the green jacket again this weekend? Jordan, you know, they talk about, you talk about horses for courses. Uh, this is one for him. You know, he right. always seems to play well here. Uh, you know, one in 15 played so well. Uh, could have won in 16, except for you know the the, the disaster he had at the 12th hole. Um, you know, was very close. He made a huge clo- closing sprint and very close to uh, at least getting in the playoff with Patrick Reed in 2018. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I never discount Jordan Spieth's uh, chances here at Augusta, even if he doesn't seem to be playing well uh, elsewhere. All right, but John Rahm is the betting favorite. Is he your favorite to win? If not, who is? John Rahm is not my favorite to win. I saw some stat earlier in the week. He's way down the list on the PGA Tour in like strokes gained, putting, strokes gained around the green, and uh, you got to have that touch. And, and just he's been playing okay, not not terrible. You wouldn't say, "God, John Rahm's in a terrible slump since he won the U.S. Open last year." Uh, but no, I, I wouldn't. He's not, he's not my favorite, though. I, I can understand why he is. But he, and he's held he's held up as the betting favorite. It surprised me a little bit. I was surprised uh, by that Justin too, Rob. Uh, you know, yeah, yes, uh, behind it. Um, I like Cameron Smith, and uh, uh, who uh, won the Zurich Classic last year with Mark Leishman. Has won a couple of times on on tour this year. Uh, if he, yeah, very good short game, very good putting game. If the putter is on for him, be very, uh, very tough to beat. Uh, I, I will throw this in. I, I don't expect him to win because it's so hard for rookies. But we just had the press conference with the honorary starters, Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, and Tom Watson. And Tom Watson said uh, Sam Burns was his dark horse. I really was. It really surprised me that he said that. Uh, like I said, it's hard for rookies to win. Only, there's only been two who've ever done it, uh, Gene Sarazen and, and Fuzzy Zeller. But uh, Sam Burns certainly has the game to win a major. He hits it long. He's got a great touch. He's got a great putting game. Very even-tempered. Uh, I think Sam will be a major champion uh, one day. I, I just don't know if it's this week. But uh, that was interesting that Watson said that. All right, bud, we'll get you out of here with this. How many pimento cheese sandwiches have you devoured so far in Augusta? Only two. I'm a little behind the curve uh, so far. I, I, I attribute that to the bad weather. But uh, <laughs> only two. You still you you still have plenty of days have, to like, make up it. for that, Scott. You can still have plenty of days. I bud. do. I do. Brother, I know how much this tournament means to you and how much you truly love it. You have a passion for it. Enjoy the rest of the week. Appreciate your time as always, brother. And I can't wait to talk to you and hear all the stories from this trip to Augusta, bud. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raymond. Take care. We got to take a timeout. We'll finalize the poll question of the day. Get you set up for Kevin Foote. 
and uh, the zucchini-loving footnotes. That's next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, get lasting joint pain relief without surgery, without drugs, without downtime. New options are now available right here. Regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Raymond Parch the third here talking about biologic therapies. This is the most exciting medical development in years. These remarkable regenerative treatments actually encourage your own body to help heal the damaged tissue in your joints. Pro athletes have done this for years. Now it's available for folks like us. If you've been struggling with knee, back, shoulder, or hip pain, arthritis pain of any kind, you need to check out this exciting natural alternative with incredible patient satisfaction reports. Biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. Effective treatments for chronic joint pain with no drugs and no surgery. Call for a free consultation right now. Learn about all the regenerative options available to help you get pain-free. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call now, 337-243-4222. That's 243-4222-243-4222. Some comments on our poll question of the day. Actually not. Hart says, can't eat or drink from sunrise to sunset because of Ramadan. And here, RP3 Sports and Five Names, the last hour, talking about food. Thanks with a disgruntled little girl gif. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Darren says, (laughs) food? Are we talking sports or food? He shared a gif of Homer Simpson. He says, y'all have me calling my wife asking what's for dinner, and it's only 8.17 a.m. Darren, you're welcome, bud. You're welcome. Final results of the poll question of the day. It's Major League Baseball opening day. Do you treat it as a holiday? I do. Others do. Final results, 67% of you say no. 33% say yes. Thanks for all who voted on our poll question of the day and commented. Thanks for the phone calls as well. Thanks to our guest, Scott Rabelais from The Advocate and John Marques from The Town Talk. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parsh III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow, 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Zucchini-loving foot and footnotes is next right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.